All right, all right. We are live. We are live. On the air. And ready to jive. <laughs> Welcome to the Salty Dogs Podcast. I'm Jason, and we got Casey. As always. On the mic. Yeah, yeah. Check one, check two. What it do? <laughs> I didn't have enough coffee, or else I'd have gone another bar on that one. Oh, is that the false anointing? Yeah, Pocky's with us this morning. <laughs> Straight from the 808. 808. That's right. 808. We got Pocky in the house. I said, yeah, I got to get my coffee. He's like, yeah, I got to get that false anointing. <laughs> that is awesome. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, so we're we're back. We're excited. Um, again, another one of these, who are we going to have on? What are we going to talk about? And uh, the Lord just always provides. He, and He provides who he wants. That's right. You know, to come and talk about what he wants to talk about. It's just cool to be a part of it, dude. We're not even really driving this train. It's just kind of driving yeah, itself it, right now. It probably seems, you know, I, I kind of feel like when we started the Salty Dogs podcast that we broke every podcasting rule in the book. <laughs> we really did. I, I, mean, started, I started doing research and they were just like, you got to do this and you got to do that and this and that and the other. And I'm just like, well, we didn't do that. We didn't do that. We didn't do that. And one of the things I know that we haven't done that I've thought about, but it seems to work out is we, we don't have a schedule. Like I know we're going to record every other Saturday, yeah. but we don't have people in the books. And I mean, we've made the ask. It sounds like we're unorganized, but let me tell you that things are coming together and they stay together and it's pretty cool. So yeah. Pocky was kind of like a, Hey man, can you, can you jump on? And you know, we want to talk about some stuff. And he was like, Oh, I don't do well with cameras. I'm like, bro, it's audio. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse number one, mark like, that one off the page. <laughs> yeah. So uh, a little bit of introduction to, uh, for Pocky. He, uh, we, I didn't even, I didn't even meet Pocky first. My wife met Pocky first. And so here at 444, 445 North market here in Wichita, Kansas. Yeah. ICT, baby. Don't tell them where we're at. <laughs> <laughs> they might come, they, they'll come, might come, they'll come down, get dude. us. No, yeah. they're not going to burn the it down. RSC. The yeah, that's true. Love me oh, I don't, I, I don't care if they know where we're at. That's where, our, that's where the source meets. And so, um, my wife, um, some time ago, a year and a half maybe or so, just really felt the Lord prompting her to come pray over this building and pray on the steps. And one day she's out there with her sister, Christine, and Christine was on. And um, Pocky comes pulling up in a big yellow bus with a couple of other people. And, and of course, they didn't know each other, but uh, I guess Pocky starts taking pictures of the building. And my wife's just like, is that man taking photos of us? And so, so anyways, they, they, they meet each other and realize that uh, there's a just, you know, there's a mutual connection with the building. And just immediately, Amen. immediately there was this, this is our brother in Christ kind of connection. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so this yeah. guy's family, there's something about him. And so, um, Pocky is, would you, would you say your lead pastor at church on the street or what would you call yourself? Yeah. Uh, that's, that's the title I've been given. That's yeah. the title. Okay. Yeah. Just so we could fit all his roles yeah. in a box. Yeah. We, right, we call him right. lead, yeah. lead pastor. I, I just, I just rather have people just call me Pocky or brother Pocky. Brother Pocky. Spiritual. Yeah. <laughs> B -B. Yeah. If you want to. Get bro. Yeah. 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 You don't get spirits, we'll just call me Brother Pocky. But. Well, good, good morning, Brother Pocky. Yeah. It's, it's a beautiful day in the Lord, and it's yeah. good to have you here. Hot, too blessed to be stressed, brother, let me tell you. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, white people. Uh, <laughs> holy moly. 
Well, it, it's funny uh, for, because for the, the record, I I am white. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for, the, for the record, he's the only white person at in the, the room. Table. Yeah. Actually, I'm, I'm a little white too. I got some 25 percent in me. Yeah. I've got I've got 50 percent Caucasian, so I'm just only 50 percent offended right. at that. So yeah. Oh well, you're only half white privilege then. That's white. Yeah. Um. That's white. That's right. That's right. You're writing 50 percent WP. Oh my gosh. So so really. No no no. That's fine. The reason we wanted to bring Pocky in is I think Pocky has an amazing story. He's got a uh, a testimony of just how actually uh, street ministry changed your life. You were brought yes. to the Lord through somebody's street ministry efforts. That's right. And then now you are actively involved in weekly street ministry. Yeah. And so uh, what we want to do is just kind of hear your story and then where I kind of want to dive in and our topic for this morning is street ministry and 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 specifically uh, homeless ministry um, and so I just kind of talked a little bit to you about this before we started recording about how homeless ministry seems like an easy go-to for um, for ministry like hey you know let's let's do something um, so let's go feed the homeless and so I'm I've I've done that before, you know, years ago, I really felt it was prompted by the Lord and, and it was really interesting, but, um, you know, I don't want to assume anybody's hearts in the matter and, you know, that kind of thing, but we, we know what it's like to, to come from a heart of works and a place of works and feel like we're doing a good thing and making a difference. And, and in actuality, sometimes it could be, could become detrimental and it can be fed by the flesh. Um, and so anyways, we just kind of want to dive into a couple of those topics. So, um, if you think you're going to get your feelings hurt by this topic, keep listening. So yeah, we, yeah. Yeah, we <laughs> and we're not hoping to hurt feelings. We, we, want to we want to uh encourage yeah we want to encourage we we want the podcast to be sharp you know what i mean we this is what we desire for our conversations we want it to cut uh we want it to to skim to shave to slice and dice and get some spiritual uh surgery going on yeah, so get it skinny down man yeah you know Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And of course we rely on the Holy Spirit to do that because that's his job. Yeah. We just have that's conversations about the things we, we want to talk about. Right. And, and what's interesting, even, I mean, and with the homeless ministry, what's even more interesting is the concept of what's it like to be a church without a building. You know what I mean? Like, right. well, I want, I'm going to be, int- I'm interested in talking about that and like talking about when your congregation literally has no money, <laughs> you know, yeah. how you, what's, what that's yeah. all about, what that's like, just like relying wow. in faith and like, and like hanging in there tooth and nail with yeah, know, and and like watching the Lord provide. So yeah, yeah the ministry, they, their ministry is called Church on the Street, right? So yeah, they don't define what they're doing as a church building, but the people on the street. And so, Bucky, we're going to let you talk, man. I no. swear, we're gonna, we've done enough prefacing, we've done enough introducing. You're you've awesome. We love pre-faced. you. That's right. I You're love here. You guys. I love you guys. Yeah. Back. So, so tell us a little bit. You're originally from Hawaii. You're part. Are you full Samoan? Part Samoan? Uh, my, my mom is full blooded Samoan. My dad, he's a, a half Samoan, half Caucasian. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah. His name is uh, Ricky Willis. I've never met him. He's my biological father, mm-hmm. uh, but okay. I've never met him. So yeah. All right. Uh, that's all I know about him. Yeah. But, um, I'm Yep. Uh, born and raised in uh, Southern California, half of my okay. life to my teenage year, and then the other half, um, I grew up in Hawaii, 17 years. Um, and before I went to Hawaii, I was in uh, American Samoa for two years. Mm. Where? American Samoa. Oh, okay. Samoa is its own. It's its uh-huh. own thing. Yeah. Okay. Island and yeah. So I'm a, a Samoan descent. Uh, those are my roots. Um, 
Yeah, Pocky's a he's a solid dude. White rice, baby. White rice. White rice. <laughs> White rice. Beans. Beans. Rice and Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> that that's a Hispanic motto. Oh, yeah, that is so, actually yeah, that's my pastor. It's, it's cross cultural, brother. Yeah, yeah. 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 Except for in white people. So, go ahead, Pocky. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, I just I grew you know half my life in California, like I said, in in Hawaii, and um, you know, uh, come you know, my testimony is just like many others, you know, like yours and Pastor Jason and, and many others. You know, we all came from broken backgrounds, you know, and so uh, um, that kind of led led me to uh, some bad decisions and getting involved in drugs and dealing drugs and bringing drugs in from San Francisco to Hawaii and and uh, being a part of a little organization there you mm. know that that uh was responsible actually for bringing mm. crack cocaine to hawaii in the late 80s early 90s wow and so uh and it was a it was a pretty big uh operation there yeah. but uh you know through the brokenness and all that stuff that i've gone through in my life man uh um you know and the bad decisions you know um you know, God used the ministry uh, out there in Hawaii. Of all of all, ministers, uh, of all people, it was a Hispanic uh, uh, pastor and his wife that came out of uh, San Jose, California, called Victory Outreach. Oh yeah, and uh, they had a men's home out there. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, at that time, I was you know in my deepest hour and stuff. You know, uh, almost uh, died. You know, a few times. You yeah. know, and then uh, my mm-hmm. last one was. Uh, that's when I knew that it was time to get right, man, or get left. <laughs> so I heeded to the call, wow. man. And, yeah. uh, you know, God used this pastor. His name is uh, uh, Charlie, and his wife's name is uh, Medallia uh, uh-huh. Morales. Yeah. And, um, you know, this... You know, I've been. I grew up in the church. You know, Samoans. You know, our culture is that we go to church every Sunday. Mm. You know, the, really, that's uh, yeah, that's culture. Everybody, I everybody. Didn't, I didn't realize know, that uh, they'll ring that bell, and when you hear that bell, everybody goes to church on Sunday. <laughs> With the Bible, without a Bible, <laughs> you just go to church. How about that? <laughs> and so, uh, so you know, that was the. What I kind of understood growing up, and even my dad, you know, um, my adopted dad, um, we talked about about my biological father, but I had a God-given dad, you know, mm, who adopted amen. me and yeah. my sister, and uh, he he always took me to church and stuff. But um, it was just routine. It wasn't nothing intimate or personal or relationship relationship wise, but mm-hmm. it was just a. So it was the church substituting for actual relationship yeah yeah kind of like yeah, commonly like a, we see yeah, that's okay. a good yeah that's a good illustration right there so um <laughs> i knew about church uh knew about god but i didn't know him personally for myself yeah that's know? huge yeah so um huge yeah huge. so pastor uh the pastor that was uh there through the ministry of victory outreach um you know they were hitting the streets out there in hawaii of all places, you know, they came all the way from California and started a ministry out there. That's a hard street, too, man. Yeah. Like, I lived in Hawaii for three years, and I knew that was... Uh, there are some places in Hawaii oh, where yeah. you're like, man, this wasn't on the postcards, hey, you know what I'm saying? Hey, like, they don't show these in the commercials. No, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> now, let me tell you, man, we got some hoods out there. I mean, we got some... Uh, Y&I, Waipahu. Oh, like, yeah. oh, yeah. Those are... Waipahu is where I lived, and that's... Uh, that's yeah. a tough one. Yeah. Uh, the, you know, people don't realize, man, that... Uh, you know, Hawaii, everybody, you know, the world paints a pretty picture, you know, yeah. just kind of like Satan. He paints he paints a pretty picture and, and he doesn't show you 
behind the scenes, you know, the yeah. things after that, you know. But we have our drug. One of our biggest problems there is drug addiction. Meth, you know, meth, meth, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah meth. Um, you go to Hawaii right now, you'll see homeless people all over I the mean, beaches. Everywhere. You know, yeah. uh, Waikiki. And you never used to see that before. So, um, you know, what's wild about that is that I know that here in, in Kansas and especially in like Nebraska, some of these Midwestern states have really huge meth problems and people are like, oh, well, it's because those people don't have anything to do. But then you go somewhere like Hawaii, which probably has everything to do and is, is another man's paradise. You know, one yeah. man's hood is another man's paradise, I guess. Yeah. And so these, you know, these, yeah. uh, these, you say, oh, it's because they have nothing to do, but then you still have homeless and meth addicts oh, walking yeah. the streets of yeah. Hawaii. And it was like, it was strange because in Waipahu, there's a bridge. Do you know what bridge I'm talking about? Is it, is it so what, going towards Eva Beach? Yeah, where there's a bridge and there's an entire shanty town underneath that bridge of people that just sit around shooting up and smoking meth like all day long. I don't know. Oh, I know. Are you yeah. talking about the back roads of Waipo? Yeah. 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 Don't ask me why I was there. <laughs> you might but. know some of my cousins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, man. But go Casey, ahead. Go. tell us more about what you did yeah, while no, you no. were in the army oh, in Hawaii. No, Hawaii, well, Hawaii was great. How old are you? Maybe we might have crossed paths back then. Maybe. <laughs> oh goodness, that was an old life. I don't know that life anymore, Bucky. Yeah, yeah. yeah God is praise the Lord. Yeah, I mean, no, really, PTL. praise Him. <laughs> yeah, thank God for deliverance. <laughs> but um. Yeah, so, you know, this pastor, uh, they invited me to come to the their ministry, and they had a men's home, and um, at that time, I was at my grandmother's apartment, and... Um you know, just living in the hood. We I lived in a in a neighborhood called Aniani in Waipau, in Waipau, and we call it the one way in and no way out hood. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And so. Uh, I was there. I got a hold of these pastors. Uh, they got a hold of me, uh, and um, Christ got a hold of me through them. And so they had a home, and I went into that home. And that ministry was all about, if uh, anybody knows anything about the ministry of Victory Outreach, um, the founder of it is Pastor Sonny Argonzoni, Sonny and Julie Argonzoni, and they came through uh, Teen Challenge. Yeah, He was actually the first. Uh, Nikki Cruz was his uh, best friend. Interesting. Yeah, and so uh, he was the first um, uh, client or first soul, I guess, that did, came into did Teen you Challenge. To, did you go to Teen Challenge? I did not. Okay. I did not. I, came, I went to Victory Outreach. Okay. I was in the, uh, the ministry of Victory Outreach. And, and, if and that was in Hawaii. That was in Victory Hawaii. Victory Outreach in yeah. Hawaii. Okay. Did they, not, they didn't have a Teen Challenge in Hawaii? Or did um, they? I, you know, I'm not sure. I I'm went not to that sure. program. It's a crazy program. Yeah. Dude, yeah. It's tough. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about uh, basic training, huh? No, man. <laughs> worse? Yeah, I mean, worse. Go ahead. <clears throat> yeah, so uh, if anybody knows anything about Victory Outreach, their whole ministry, when it first began, was to reach out to the drug addicts and prostitutes, the rejects of society, you know, which I was at that time, you know. And so... Um, I fit in. I mean, automatically I fit in, you know, and I've been in the church culture and the church upbringing and stuff. Where you didn't fit in. Right. You know, it was like, you know, this is boring, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, isn't that sad? It is. It's incredibly sad. Like. Yeah. 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 So I, I feel you. Man. So when I came into this ministry, it's 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 an outreach ministry, you know, that hits to the streets and stuff. And so um 
that's where I began to, you know, sense, you know, the call of God on my life. Like, man, there's there's something more than just going to church every Sunday and every Amen. Wednesday night Bring and every it. Friday youth service, you know, it's something more than that, you know. And yep. and they, you know, they uh, they really disciple me and, and encourage me in the word of God. I love my pastors. They're, I could say that they were my first spiritual parents you know as as far as spiritual mother father wow. and stuff you know yeah. that that really taught me so you were blessed with that oh then. man yeah oh i love them to this day so, we have a good relationship so you were discipled by spiritual fathers and or spiritual father and mother right yes yes that's okay. correct you know and um huge um, yeah yeah they made an impact in my life they made an impact in my life most definitely and uh, a lot of stuff that 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 I do, I've I, that's what I've learned, you know, from mm. their from their you know discipling and praying and speaking life into my spirit, you know, and so, uh, you know, mm. they they planted the seed long time ago, you know, back in the early nineties, uh, and the fruits thereof are are you know prospering mm. from that, you Amen. know. So, so they sow. God be the glory. They sow the seed. Yeah. Man. So yeah. you so tell me a little bit about that story. You said that you came to Christ through street ministry. So you were you were there. You were doing your thing. Some people come and they did like a a um a skit or oh, yeah, a dance yeah, yeah. or what was it yeah it, that's actually how i came to the lord uh victory outreach you know it's a international ministry it mm-hmm. used to be just nationwide you know in the urban cities you know in uh in the united states but now it's internationally known now and um they came to white powell and uh one of my boys uh that uh you know we used to you know bang and slang with and all that stuff you know it's in the same neighborhood he had asked me you know if i'd come to this uh to this youth uh, thing he didn't tell me it was a church play or anything because he didn't think i'd go you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah he goes hey i need you to come with he me pulled, man. he pulled the old bait and switch yeah uh, yeah the jesus juke <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> and you know at that time you know we we didn't hang out too much we didn't have a big click you know we weren't big a uh, big gang or nothing but uh you know the few that we have we were some crazy you know brothers yeah. when we came together you know and so everywhere we went there was always fights there's always somebody trying to challenge us whatnot you know if not my you know uh, uh good brother the other one you know somebody somebody was always wanting challenges so he he asked me to come with him so i could watch his back well this dude set me up man it was a church play from the get you know <laughs> and so it was a victory outreach play and it came out of oakland california under uh, a pastor larry vigil and um it was called Cold City Dreams, hmm. and uh, this is the first time I ever encountered any kind of outreach like this, any kind of skit or drama or plays like this, you know. And so, uh, it just uh, it portrayed my whole life, you know, I, really? that I was living hmm. yeah. at that time, yeah. you know, and I was searching, I was looking, man. you know, for a way out. And man, it was like God just showed it right in front of me. I mean, <laughs> He's like, "Yo, I wrote this play about man. you, Pocky. Do you want to see it?" You know what I'm saying? I, I'm just like. Whoa! Yeah, I was like, I recognize these characters, you know. I recognize yeah. the scene, you yeah, know. I said, wow. I just lived that. Yeah, you know? yeah. he's got you. He's yeah. got your number, man. When he wants man, you, he's gonna get bro. you. Yeah, when it's time, it's time. Yeah. You know? And so, uh, isn't that interesting? Yeah, that's pretty wild. Yeah. So at the end of that play, man, they made an altar call, gave me. Uh, I went up there with my friend, you know, my brother, um, and uh, gave our lives to the Lord, man. And uh, you know, I, I stuck with it. I, I went into their home. And uh, lived in that home for seven years. Uh, went in there all messed up on crack and and um, 
you know, um, became a staff member, then became a home director, um, lived there with men, you know. You um, mean it didn't take only 30 days and you were <laughs> ready to rock and 40 roll? 40-day fast. Yeah. <laughs> you were ready to rock and roll for God yeah. after 30 days? What do they, you didn't, mean? Uh, they didn't make you sign a card and just go, that, no. Even the number to me is interesting, seven, man. Yeah. Like, and I don't care what anybody says. Biblical numerology is a real thing, and God does work in numbers, man. And so when I see things like seven and, you know, or any of the other, if you studied anything like that, but seven is always one of those things. It's the yeah. number of perfection, right. you know, and so right. that's trippy. Complete, anyway. whole. Complete, yeah. whole. Yep. Yeah. So after after seven years, and, and it wasn't like, I'm going to wait till seven years and then finish. It yeah, just happened no, every seven no, years. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And so uh, I stayed there about seven years, man. And I'm telling you, man, it, it's uh, living with those brothers, man. Um, it was anywhere from, we could have anywhere from five guys to 50 guys. Yeah. And at one time, you know, um, being a staff and a home director, I'm telling you, living with 50 men, man, waking up with them and, and praying with them and, and, you know, Bible studies and and discipleship and discipline. It's, it's raw, man. Oh, bro. You talk about iron sharpens iron. Yeah. Dude, I was in Teen Challenge for 16 months. Dude, I was in the extended stay program. And, uh, <laughs> dude, but I know what you're <laughs> Yeah. Because it's 12 months, but I need 16. You were on the six-year. And I still didn't graduate. Six-year so. six bachelor degree program. Yeah. yeah. He was that rebellious one. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was, but man, I, I'm there, man. Like when you're yeah. in, especially guys that are coming off the streets oh, and I mean, actively drug addicted, oh, you know, it's, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that goes on. Sometimes there, it ain't fun, man. I'm no. telling you, man. Uh, you know, your flesh arises a lot, you know, cause you know, you got, and I was the, uh, one of the youngest guys there, you yeah. know, so I'm telling 30, 40, 50 year old guys, man, what to do. Only because I know how to take orders, you yeah. know. I mean, I didn't want to be in that position of leadership or whatnot. You know, I'm in my 20s. Everybody else is, you know, pretty much older than me. Mm-hmm. And um, I understand about taking orders, you know. When yeah. someone gives me orders, when I was in the world, that's what we did, you know. You know, there were consequences if yeah. you didn't follow. So spiritually, same way, you know. And when my pastor says, you're in charge and this is what I want, it's going to get done, yeah. you know, to the fullest, you know. And uh, sometimes older men receiving that from a younger you know brother that just you know gave his life to the lord yeah. that doesn't go well with them like yeah. who's this kid you cause know? a rub yeah it's, oh, a, yeah. it's yeah. a pride thing yeah man. oh yeah you know yeah. the more age you get as a man bro you yeah know? but it's like it, what an interesting dynamic it's yeah. like i have no control over my life but somebody who just you know got received from the lord something that they never had in the first place. who are you to tell me how to live my life but I can't live my life, which is why I'm here. And, right. Yeah, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I really uh, thank God for my pastor and his wife, you know, Charlie and Sister Medallia and the Ministry of Victory Outreach, because they're the ones that, uh, um, that birthed that fire. You know, God used that ministry and these, and these people to birth that fire, you know, in me for, for the loss, because I thought it was just about going to church. Mm. You know, I thought it was just about, you know, giving your life to the Lord and being a productive citizen, you know, going to work, you know, stuff That's, like you, that. You that, know what that, that couldn't be further from the truth. In my exactly. Opinion. You know, I, mean, I never knew there was a call of God on my life. Yeah. You know, I never knew that, man, you know, God could maybe call you to go back to the streets where you came from. <laughs> You yep, know, and, right. and go back and reach your brother. You know the Moses story of yeah, going back to yeah. Egypt. Oh, you yeah, know, yeah. I mean, I never, I would have never thought that was me. You know, sure. but because of of uh, uh, men and women that were rooted in the Word of God and in their relationship with mm, God and God, had the Holy Spirit working in them and through them to speak life, man, that that birthed that in me. 
mm-hmm. you know. And so street ministry has been a part of me since then. You know, you know what's interesting is, is this makes me think about the kingdom dynamic. And it, this is these are going to sound like big phrases. The kingdom dynamic and the transfer of DNA from a spiritual mo- uh, mother and father to yeah. a child. Come on. Right? So yeah. when when my wife and I, we, we procreated and she gave birth to Alana... There was a transfer of our DNA into that child, and there's a new life that comes. And so that child will now carry attributes um, that point to the DNA of mom and dad. And so this is supposed to be the kingdom dynamic where spiritual mothers and fathers, they care for and love children, a.k.a. disciples of Jesus, and there's a transfer of DNA. And so what happened is you were brought to the Lord by uh, a man and a woman, you know, reborn. reborn. Yeah, Yeah, you were reborn into the kingdom. I mean, obviously, that's the the work of the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit used this pastor and his wife. Um, And so then their heart was for people like you, street ministry, you know, people on the street, that kind of thing. And so you came under their care. Um, and into their ministry, and you were there seven years. Yeah. This wasn't just a. Well, I've been attending a service for five years. I was in this, Bible school. <laughs> this was yeah. this was community, like intense living. I mean, and so there was enough time and enough relationship for there to be this DNA transfer. Now, I'm not saying that every person that I disciple has to go, you know, have a heart for X, Y, or Z. Right. But th- this is an obvious case of this transfer of this heart and this burden, this fire, so that you leave that you come here and now you're actively involved in street ministry reaching yes. people that were once like you that's amazing it's an incredible story and even that word fire starting that's a good word for people right now man it's like fire start if you got a fire man then you're called to, you're called to share that right because i mean we we derive a lot of benefits from fire we derive yeah. warmth light like all these different things right and the spirit mm-hmm. is the fire yeah. and if you're carrying it man cool. you need you need to go ahead and keep on pa- and keep on passing it you know and yeah. so just that in itself is just such an incredible word because i think a lot of people like we've been you know talking about for a long time is that you know people just don't they don't understand it yet you know what i mean what discipleship truly is it's not attending a service and a class on sunday morning like you're we're talking about seven hard hard, long years of of some of some tough tough ministry man you know and that like gosh the 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 fire is apparent in you you know what i mean and so if people are wanting to see what that's like man it's, and so when you look at you or, or if i look at you and i'm like man man Pac, he's got it dude but what how you got it the way you had to get it you know right. is just so much different i think than the way that we that that we want to ascribe or prescribe to every single christian you know is fire begets fire yeah fire begets fire. that's it you know i mean when you get burned you can't you can you know be quiet about it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when you're literally getting burned <laughs> yeah. in the natural, you're going to scream, yeah, you're going to yeah, shout, yeah. you're going to say, help, something. <laughs> yeah. You know, so spiritually, same thing. You know, I mean, when, when the, the fire of, of God gets stirred up in you and, and, and the call of God on your life is it gets stirred up in you, you just, you can't sit. You, yeah, you, it shouldn't be boring. No, man, it's exciting. Street ministry is exciting, yeah. man. Yeah. I'm telling you, um, it's rewarding. It's very rewarding, man, to see someone come off the street and, and to give their lives to the Lord and, and, and to get discipled, you know, into a ministry or, or, or you know, get involved in a ministry in the body of Christ where they're being discipled, you yeah. know, and being taught, you know, in the Word of God, you know. But 
just to learn to have a relationship, you know, with the Lord, because there's a lot of people out there on the streets that are unchurched. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of people that are backsliders, a lot of people that uh, will not go back to church because being hurt in church, you know. And so, yeah. uh, you know, it's it's a beautiful thing to see them restored, you know, and it's uh, I'm telling you, man, street ministry, it's it's a whole different ball game. It's a different arena, you know, and um, but it's it's. It's a, a lot of hardship, just like any other ministry. But um, yeah. So tell me. So we we got we got some really awesome background, yeah. man. Pocky, I appreciate you sharing your story. I know you've it's told awesome me a little testimony. bit, but it's really cool just digging digging a little deeper and, and listening and and just hearing about how you know you've you had some seeds planted and you just came from a really dark place and then you're you're you know taken in as a disciple and and it's just really amazing, man. It and and it shows me this progression of how this street ministry that you're a part of or homeless or what do you, what do you want us to call it? Street ministry? You okay with that phrase? Yeah. Okay. Just making sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting that for you, this seemed like a natural progression, not like a fork in the road, like, well, I feel like I need to do something for the Lord, so let's go feed the homeless. Right. You know what right. I'm saying? Right. This ministry was, Bert, what is that, uh, David Wilkerson, um, birth, a call to ang- out of anguish. Yeah, it's yeah. birth out of anguish. Like, you've been there, you've seen it, you see the hurt, you know the hurt, you've experienced the hurt, but now you've got a heart for people who are in that same place. And it's, it's, it's hard, man, I think sometimes it's hard to have a heart like a true heart and a true burden for that kind of thing. Or a true heart and a true burden at all. At all. Yeah. 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 You can be numb to it, you know. <laughs> and I think a lot of people are, and I'm <laughs> yeah. one of them, yeah. you know. Yeah, and, and me too. And just like we talked about, you know, the foreign, when we were talking about missionaries and like people overseas and different, mm-hmm. you know, our brothers around the world, that was like, man, what you just don't. I think sometimes we have an idea that we've placated in our minds or put together in our minds about what that looks like. But until you go there, you really honestly yeah. do not know how little you actually care you know even though you say that you care right. and so um yeah this is, this is just another aspect of that man homeless ministry street <sighs> ministry like what does that look like in a sense of man like how real is you know like yeah so what's so this is my question what's the real ministry because you know this this is what happens and we 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 just as a society have for the most part we like to give explanations and like elevator speeches, which is, you know, I'm going to, we're going from the first floor to the second floor. I've got 20 seconds. I'm going to tell you what I do. <laughs> and so people say, well, what is church on the street? And I'm like, oh man, there's awesome homeless ministry. And they feed the homeless every Sunday morning. They preach the word and, uh, you know, they have a worship service. It's really amazing. I mean, that's what I say to people. That took me like five seconds. What do you guys do? Like, because from the outside looking in, it's real easy to just say, oh, yeah, it's this group that feeds the homeless every Sunday. But I know it's not just that. Right. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're a ministry, a church that, you know, just serves. Mm-hmm. You know, we come out there to serve with love and wisdom, you know, and, and to, to, That's serve huge. The, to serve the rejects of society. You know, that, that you know, society has turned their back on you know or you know it's just kind of the church has neglected or yeah, something. everybody yeah their everybody back yeah on. you know and so you know doing a street ministry you're gonna find out you're never gonna have a, a 
crowd full of people in the church, you know what I'm saying? Like tens and thousands and stuff or hundreds of people in the church doing the street ministry. It's always a few, always, always a few, man. And, and uh, you know, the few that we have, I thank God for my brothers and my sisters who share the same heart uh, for the people, for the lost, for the streets, you know, that come out there. PC and Rashida, they do a great job, you know, in, in um and doing praise and worship and, and the different brothers that we have rotating and, and, and ministering, um, you know, we do our best. Yeah. So, who, so tell us who these, uh, you don't have to give us names, but tell us who these people are. Like, do they go to other churches? Do they have a home in it? Are they, you know, it, it, yeah. Where do you get your, your, your people that you know, are when, out there? When I came into this ministry about five, six years ago now, um, I had got out, out of the ministry, the ministry I was a part of, man, it was, it, you know, I got from church hurts mm. so i came out i, I got uh, in a season where i didn't want to go to church no more you know i just i needed to be alone i needed to to lord where are you you know that's the kind of season i was in and, and so yeah you know and so um i was hurt of of doing the same thing the routines you know and whatnot and i knew that there was more to that you know the, on my life my the call of god on my life there's more to that so um I got involved in the in the homeless ministry and in and uh I found out about this ministry through a homeless brother, you know, and all the other brothers and sisters that come, um, I kinda realize that they've all also have come from church hurts, you know, and um things that have been helped, um, you know, things that have been they've seen that's happened, um, church breakups, uh, church division, or just, you know, uh maybe somebody Preaching across the pulpit, all their business, you know, whatnot, yeah. you know, how, stuff like that, you know. How so, long have you been with Church on the Street? Six, about going on six years now. Six years, yeah. okay. And yeah. the, the ministry's been around how long? Oh, since 2006, actually. 2006, yeah. okay. 2006. So. Oh, wow, 11 years, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, you so know. you've, so you, so your people, um, this ministry who are out there serving and doing the work, they, so, they like church on the street is their church like yeah, that's it yeah, right yeah they're um <sighs> let's see i'm trying to think yeah actually you know uh now you you know, we do go to other places, you uh-huh. know, like, some, like yeah. myself, you know, sure. myself, you know, I'll come w- with you guys to the source yeah. because, you know, the uh, street ministry is always giving, 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 and you drain yourself of giving, 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 and you don't get poured into. And so I thank God for your guys' ministry, the yeah, source, because the it's a ministry that pours into. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, we encourage our, our, our you know, our, our, our brothers and sisters that come out and volunteer faithfully every sure. Sunday, yep. you know, get plugged in somewhere, you know know get plugged yeah. in somewhere because you know we need to get you know fed you know i mean we were so busy man in our schedules like oh yeah like that episode 12 we were talking about <laughs> business and, uh, man yeah you know and so um hey guys we had a little bit of a technical difficulty we lost about five minutes of audio here but we're gonna dive back in you didn't miss much we were just uh you just went case you miss casey you miss you miss casey, casey doing which is this. probably why that thing stopped in the first place you, thank you, you know Lord. that that might be why <laughs> for protecting 
for protecting your flock. God, that's probably that's that's probably what happened. But yeah, uh, yeah. so 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 Pocky was just uh, Pocky was talking about how um, you know busyness, and he was listening to episode twelve and how that resonated. But their guys are, you know, they they encourage their people to get plugged in and and go places and get poured into. But where where I was leading it when I realized that we we kind of we we lost a little bit of audio was uh, I was asking Pocky just about getting down to the nitty gritty like let's pull back the curtain on 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 homeless ministry and, re- and tell us about yeah. what's really going on behind the scenes because again from the outside looking in we can think that all you do is feed the homeless but we yeah. want to what do you really do what do you man I always wonder like how hard is it to navigate um, the brokenness and and just the the lostness and that lifestyle. I mean, for me to sit down and pastor and counsel and try and disciple, you know, Casey. He's got a job and a wife. She's pregnant. They have a home and a car. And you know what I mean? Like right. that's it's different for me sitting here talking to Casey than you know sitting across from a homeless guy who's like, yeah, I don't Who have an no I, address. I don't I don't right. have an address. I don't have a uh, an ID. I don't have right. health. I mean, so just tell us, man. What what are you guys dealing? with like on a weekly basis when you're getting around this homeless community well i mean you know just like a church service it's it's like um you know we offer the the service of servitude and and love and 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 whatnot you know but you know the you said the nitty-gritty of homeless ministry you know um you know, just because we're called church on the street doesn't mean that it's you know a lot of times people think that it's like church in the four corners building, but outdoors with no, you know, with no walls or anything. Sure. So they think that everything's going to be good, maybe, or whatnot, or in order. And it's totally the opposite. You know, we've, <laughs> we've had to break up some fights, you know, yeah. we've had to people pull out blades on people, you know, and, and Gosh. you know, so, you know, that's a lot of things that when the church culture comes Jeez. into, you know, and they, they're just wanting to come out there with the motives and the intentions and the good heart that to serve. doesn't work there, does it? Right. <laughs> there and you know a lot of times that we have young people that come you know and so and they're not aware of this kind of lifestyle they're not aware of what could happen and uh, you know for the most part um we've i've had to you know break a couple of fights and i had mm-hmm. to you know you know hold somebody down and and stuff in the beginning it was more more so in the beginning yeah. than uh, now now it's it the people have a lot of respect you know for what we come out there and do they understand the homeless people the street people they understand that man these guys are coming out of love they love us and that's why they come out here rain shine or snow every sunday you yeah. know they always show in the elements man yeah. kansas hey. super hot and super cold hey, we're, uh, we're just going to shoot out a mass text because it's <laughs> today yeah, we're not gonna we're not have we're canceling up. church service <laughs> yeah. and so yeah, yeah. white people <laughs> casey i think that's everybody. sometimes road conditions <laughs> are hazardous casey <laughs> yeah and it yeah it's a different dynamic yeah. would you say that jesus's road to the cross was hazardous come on now come on no that's real good right there no, but Jesus, you know yeah Jesus, you know rain Jesus, shine Jesus. or snow we always show man and uh you know we we show up whether it's gonna be five people or whether it's gonna be you know 190 or, or plus yeah, you know and so um we want the people to know that that no matter the condition the weather 
brother or whatever, God still loves them and that, you know, we're there to let them know, you know, hey, man, you know, you ain't forgotten why you out here by yourself. You know, we love you. You know, God yeah. loves you first and foremost. Do you, do you think that also that they because they've seen you break out fights because you've seen this kind of stuff, but yet the church continue your the tr- I mean, the church is your body, your your body pushes out and continues to, to, to push against the darkness and to and push against, and you're not, you're unfazed by those types of things that you guys keep coming and yeah. you keep showing up, you know, it, consistency. Yeah. Well, m- most of us that are there, we come from the streets. We've lived that lifestyle. So we understand it. We recognize it. We're aware of it. So, you know, we're always watching out there. We're always, yeah. you know, service. Even if I'm sharing the word of God that day, my eyes is just always going around, yeah. you know, and it's not to just, see if the people are being attentive to see if anybody's you know also to see if they're being attentive but also just to see you know if there's any dirt going on we got people come out there and try to push drugs yeah yeah Yeah. we got pimps come out there and try to slap some you know girls or try to get them back you know whatnot and and so uh you know um that's the stuff that we have to deal with that you wouldn't deal in a regular church (laughs) yeah for sure well and i think about that too though sometimes i think about what would it really look like if you go into these bigger churches or these, you know, like a really jacked up looking homeless guy with some serious issues. If he came in, would he be dismissed or would he be taken in? Right. And I think that that's a serious question that's because I don't think that a, I think a lot of churches would ask somebody to leave yes, because they didn't look the part. You know I've what I mean? I've seen that. I've seen that happen. You know, I, uh, I remember a story that a. Uh, uh, a girl that came out from the streets. Uh, she came out from, and this is in San Francisco, and. Um, was actually in my uncle's church. She came out from the streets and um, she heard the praise and worship that was going on. And it was the presence of God was in that place. And she came and sat in the back row of that church, you know, my uncle's church. And the people that were on that back row, when she came there and sat on there with her little mini skirt and looking all toe up, you know, people all just kind of got off that bench and just walked off, you know. Yeah. And I was just, you know, my uncle, you know, he kind of got hurt, you know, was uh, he rebuked them people, you know, because, you know, that's not God's love, you you know, we're not, supposed to love yeah. them, you know, and so, um, you know, it, it, it's uh, it happens. It, it, I always say this, you know, it's always spiritual before it's natural. And when we go to the street That's ministry, yeah, and, and <clears throat> when we go to the street ministry, you know, you got to understand we're dealing in the spiritual realm. You got yeah. a lot of people out there that got demon possession. I mean, serious oh, possession. Oh, man, bro. Yeah, I mean, I've seen it. I've seen it. Yeah. And, and uh, it's a real thing, oh, man. Bro. Like, I've seen a couple guys, yeah. like, in Teen Challenge that literally oh, had, yeah. had something come out of them that you could feel yes. the darkness coming out of. You're like, whoa, this yes. is some next level stuff. They got yeah. some serious issues. When, when people are. are, are crouching down and and looking at you and speaking at you and you know it ain't good you know you just sense the uh, evil presence you know it, it's uh you know we're going into the enemy's camp I mean, that's what we're doing we're going mm. into the enemy's camp taking it by force what belongs he, to the lord he the owns, gates of hell won't prevail come against on. it he owns it. he owns the streets though man hey, like bro. it's bad out there and, and i always share this with people i tell them man that if you're gonna come out to do, not everybody's called to do homeless ministry, <laughs> yeah. and we got to understand that. Not everybody. They, now you can come out. Everybody is called to serve. You can come mm. and do a good uh, work and a, and a yeah. uh, heart of servitude. Yeah. But not everybody's called to do uh, street ministry. You know, and I always tell people, man, you can come out, but if you come out, make sure 
that you got it you're together ready, yeah. and you're ready for whatever, you know, because uh, God will allow the devil to pull your covers out there, you know, <laughs> if you ain't right. You yeah. know, I've seen it happen, you know. And so, um, you know, like I said, it's spiritual before it's natural, you know. And and if you're going to be about the father's business, uh, make sure you right. <laughs> That's a good word. Yeah. Good so, word. so you you said something earlier that I I took a note because I wanted to come back to it. Uh, you said that you guys um, you serve in wisdom. I think mm-hmm. maybe you said that when we when we cut out, but um, you serve in wisdom. And so, tell us a little bit about how much wisdom <laughs> goes goes into to discerning, like oh, right. it, like when you're serving, and specifically like. How to respond to a need, because I think it, people in Wichita, Kansas, if you go to a quick trip, you're probably going to get hit up for a buck or two. Oh, yeah. You know, if you're if you're on Broadway, you're probably going to see people walking up and down the streets. And, yeah. you, know, and you know, just the other day, Kim and I were walking into Carlos O'Kelly's and some lady just, dude, she came up on us quick too, like, yeah. and then just spit this like story, like in five seconds, we gave her, gave her a couple bucks and then we went to walk in and I was like, man, there was something on that woman. And Kim was like, yep. Yeah. You know, you cannot, you cannot drive from North Broadway to South Broadway without seeing every single brokenness of humankind on, on that road, dude, like Come Broadway on. from North, I'm talking North Wichita to South Wichita yeah. all the way through is a, is a cesspool dude of, yeah. of, of sin and vice and misery, dude. Like yeah. you can see it on these people when you walk down man. and yet we drive right down the street mm-hmm. and not even care. Dude, yeah. you know? So how do you guys yeah. discern that? How do you navigate yeah. helping and, you know, um, Man, something about the word of God, man. You know what I'm saying? It does not return. <laughs> I love Bucky's answer. Bucky's like, uh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> the word of God, man. Like, yeah. what else do you need to know? Some, yeah. Yeah, it's, go ahead. it's something about God's word, man, that that when it's brought forth with, with an anointing, with power, simplicity, and clarity, you know, it, it lands on good soil, man. And just like the word says, it does not return void. And as you're ministering, whether it be myself or somebody else, you know, it's it's when we have that service when everybody's sitting down. Now, there's order out there. We make sure there's yeah, order, yeah. you know, because sometimes there isn't order. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and, and we make it clear, you know, that, hey, as long as we're here for the two hours or however long we're here, there has to be order because the God that we profess is a God of order. So yeah, we must run good. our services in order. And so if there's any disruptions or anybody having problems with what's being said or, or, or you know, being taught, you know, we actually keep your comments to yourself if you if if it bothers you that much then we ask that you take a walk and when it's time to serve the food we'll come back and you know come back and we'll serve you and love on you but um you know when we bring forth the word during that time it's it's pretty much everybody is attentive you know yeah you'll have your little people talking here and there and, and sometimes being disruptive but for the most part you know uh, uh people the majority of the people are grateful and they're attentive to the word yeah now when we when you hear that word being brought forth, man, you can just see it on the people's you know, eyes. I mean, you see it on their facial expression, the tears. God's ministering to them. The Holy Spirit is convicting them or tugging at their hearts. And, and that's where we're able to discern, you know, you know who, who to, to go to after, you know. Or, or that most of the times they'll come to us, you know, saying, I need prayer. You know, can you, you know, uh, you know this is my situation, you know. Because there's a lot of jivers and connivers out there, you know. Oh, yeah. 
oh, yeah. just like I yeah. was, you know. <laughs> yeah, and some, uh, and that's a that's a man. You still, I still have to suppress inside yeah. of me, dude. Because yeah, yeah. So Go ahead, talk. There, there's a lot of jivers and connivers out there running game, and, and they love to run game on church folk, you know, mm-hmm. especially like volunteers that come out there for the first time and don't know what's going and on. They get oh just man, new game victim. Ran on them, yeah. <laughs> we got a new victim here. We, I can't go to the other guys because they know what's up. You know? Yeah. But, <laughs> but this guy right yeah, here. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, when the word is being brought forth, man, I'm telling you, man, it brings change, man, upon those people's hearts that are Mm -hmm. receptive to Mm -hmm. it. And you see it. Yeah. You see it on their faces. You see it in their in in their facial expression. And and a lot of the times afterwards, they come up asking for prayer and telling us what their situation is or we'll go to them, you know, as we're led by the spirit. And, man, they just some of the stories, man. Yeah. I mean, something that I, I think I heard from one of your one of your guys is that. It's a lot easier to help people who are new to the streets rather than those who come on, yeah, are kind of just seasoned, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, you just tell us in your own personal experience, maybe someone you can think of the longest anybody's been out there on the streets here in Wichita. Um, I know a brother, man. He's well known out here. He's been on the streets for about fourteen years. Okay, uh, and uh, you know everybody knows this cat. It's, yeah, actually, yeah. this brother is the is the one that. Um, that God had used to introduce me to church on the street. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so, uh, I'll never forget what he told me, man. Um, and this was about six years ago, you know, um, I went downtown after going to a church service as I knew I needed to get plugged in after I was, you know, uh, yeah. in that season of not going to church. And, um, afterwards I just felt like, the, you know, the, the praise, worship, preaching, teaching, everything was good. God's presence was there. And then um, I felt like, you know, Lord, is that it? You know, is that all that uh, there is? You know, I felt good and everything was good. And he goes, well, go downtown. You always say your heart is with the homeless. It's the streets go downtown. That's where I met this brother. And um, I went downtown. There's a park called the Naked Lady Park. And uh, it's called the Naked Lady Park because there's a naked statue there. Yeah. <laughs> so everybody knows that that park. And so I went there and I said, man, this would be a great place to do something like a homeless ministry. I said, Lord, I wouldn't even know how, when or how, what to begin. And this brother rolls up on his bike. <laughs> He's looking all thuggish. You know, he's looking like, you know, lokes on and everything. And and so, uh, you know, I have my truck parked on the street, man. My flashers were on and stuff. And he goes, is that your truck? And I looked at him and I was like, you know kind of like yeah that's my truck what's up you know because i didn't know how what his intentions or motives was you know it's like uh, some nice shoes what size are they yeah exactly my size i was like bro you you coming to the wrong brother (laughs) i love jesus but i'll protect myself yeah (laughs) so uh he just came up you know he just came he goes oh man i just want to let you know your hazards are on i said oh man we're good looking out man so after i've kind of seen that he was looking out for me i kind of like deflated you know yeah yeah. and so um uh, he's the one that put me up on the game of uh, the homelessness situation out here in Wichita. Really? And yeah. uh, he'd been out here on the streets and, 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 um, Come to find out, yeah, everybody didn't know this brother, you know. I say his name and everybody, oh, yeah, you know, we know him. Sure. And he's gotten a little bit of everything. And, and he said something to me because I asked him, I said, what? I said, I've done street ministry in home, you know, street ministry in Hawaii and California. But I said, out here, what's what's the street ministry like or what's the homeless situation like? Is Do you see an increase? Do you see a decrease? You know, is there more uh, single men, single women and families? And he goes, you know, it used to be a 
lot of single men and women coming out, young people, but now you're starting to see families come out. Mm. And I said, do you see a decrease or do you see an increase? He goes, are you crazy? He goes, man, it's getting worse out here. Mm-hmm. And he goes, he go, and I'm telling you, this is what he told me, and and it came to pass, and it's it's been so true, man. And when he said it, I didn't realize, man, how powerful and effective it is. But he said, he goes, there's big money in the homeless being homeless. And I was like, what? I was like, how can you make money off the homeless? They ain't got no money, you know? And and then he put me up on game. He goes, you got businesses, you have churches, you have non-profits, organizations, yeah. nonprofits that all say that they're doing something for the homeless. And so they get grants, they get this, they get that, you know, from the government, for wherever. And say, for example, an organization or church gets something, $50,000, because this is what they're doing for the homeless. And so, you know, who's to say that they just do 10000 for the homeless and keep and pocket the rest, you know? And so when he was telling me that, you know, I was like, I always had that in the back of my mind until recently when something like that happened. And I was like, wow. I said, this brother told me this six years ago, and yeah. now this is, I've seen it now. Dang, and I, son. Yeah. And so it stuck with me, the the. The situation with the homeless everywhere and in, in, in throughout the world or throughout the nation, it's not going to get better. Why? Because there's profit in it. If you got homeless. That's terrible. Hey, you know what, man? At least homeless people are real, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, bro. You, I'm telling you. I've, I've met a doctor, uh, a doctor that was out there <laughs> digging out of the trash cans. I mean, a licensed doctor that was out there digging out a trash can. He lost his license for whatever, got all messed up on drugs and whatnot wow. or homelessness and whatnot. And uh, one of the brothers told me, he goes, see that guy digging in the dumpster? And I said, yeah. And he goes, what? What's his story, man? That's a doctor. I'm like, like a doctor, doctor? He goes, yeah. I was like, you do, you just don't know who's out there, man. That's uh, crazy. And um, it, it, it's 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 a, it's amazing. It, it kind of gives you a whole different picture about the homeless situation. You know, it's kind of like Jesus. When Jesus was here on earth, I mean... How many hospitals do you think were full in Jesus' time? Everybody was coming out of the hospital getting healed, you know, yeah. getting delivered. <laughs> who, who's, who was it affecting? It was affecting the doctors, you know, because they weren't making no money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, you know what I'm saying? Dang, that's a, your philosophy on homeless ministry is very cool. Oh, it opens like up, that. man. I like that kind of deep thought, that kind of questioning of things, man, because I think that's the thing that we're lacking in our churches yeah. is, act- is asking questions about those kind of things. We just kind of fall into to it and fall into routine yes and yes. then we just let the machine power itself yes and you know like yep. we, but i love the questions that you raise in your mind about that kind of yeah. stuff. like what were the hospitals in jesus time Man. Like? empty like yeah. his tomb you know what i mean like, i'm telling you when that's jesus, awesome when jesus wasn't going through a village or something man Word spread out, man, that, oh, the Messiah, Jesus is here. You know, Rabbi, this dude, whoever this dude is that's healing people, man, he's coming through our town. Well, let's get our... They left work. They left... I mean, every business was shut down. They got their loved ones out of the doctors, out of the hospitals. Yeah, the kingdom of God shifts social, economic, and... and, And government. Come on. No wonder, no wonder they wanted to kill him. Yeah. Yeah, he 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 ruptured everything. Absolutely everything. The the Pharisees were upset at him, but think about 
they he even he even turned their world upside down because yeah. they were making money off of the people. Yeah. And then when Jesus came on the scene, man, you know, t- uh, uh, my favorite story that I talk about is in Matthew twenty one verse twelve. Um, uh, um, the story I always refer to is in Matthew 21, uh, verse 12 to 17, 16. And it talks about the story of Jesus going in there and, and setting order in the house of the Lord mm. because, because the religious leaders were making money off of the, the people that were coming there to praise and to worship the Lord. And, mm. and you had these money changers and you had these people dealing, you know, making money on the side. Now, the religious leaders weren't doing it, but they were on the side getting their cut. You know what I'm saying? And so here mm-hmm. comes Jesus saying, hey, this, ain't, this isn't what it's supposed to be about. My father's house is supposed to be a place of prayer, a place of worship, a place where people can come and seek my face and grow in the word and this and that. But it wasn't being that, you know. And I love what it talks about because it says that when there was out of order, nothing was taking place. There were no signs, wonders, miracles taking place. Nobody was getting healed. Nobody was getting delivered or set free but when he came in and set order in the house of the lord Mm. bible says then after then after everyone that was sick everyone that was ill diseased man they came in and they were all healed Mm. guess who that affected it affected the church the leaders the spiritual leaders that were making money off the people well they got shown for what they were yeah yeah Mm. humiliated yeah Oh, man. So, you know, yeah, I'm telling you, street ministry will open up your eyes to what's going on in the world, man. I mean, yeah. every aspect of it, you know. Yeah, it's pretty wild. I mean, not to not to mention, and this is probably another podcast, but the mental illness. Oh, we're, right. we're absolutely, Pocky, you're going to have to come back again. <laughs> I, mean, I mean it. We have to do a part two of this because this is just too, this, the, 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 the amount of stuff that you have to cover and the, and the conversation that, yes. has to ha- that has to happen that so that people can understand it, and this can be fruitful to people is is it, this is going to require maybe my, maybe two more podcasts you know i mean it you know so the next we have casey's trying to lock you in yeah, no, sure lock you. no we said we don't have nobody locked in but i'm, I'm interested yeah. in this and this is yeah. a very good thing man and I it think really that, is and, you know we've gone a long time right yeah. now so, you know, yeah, and yeah. so so much so to talk have, about you, in so little time so yeah. Yeah. we need the next episode to be yeah us continuing amen. on this let's get ready for the next episode to god so 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 my question always is is, and I'll ask this at the almost at the end at the end of almost every podcast is is so what do we do and so I want to I want to contextualize that as far as for you guys church on the street um, how can people find you how can people support you how can people pray for you like what can we as the body of Christ man bro do for, for you guys man, more than anything we need the prayers you know um, mm-hmm. of God's people man that you know you may not be called to street ministry but everybody's called to prayer you know and, and so more than anything we need the prayers of God's people uh, just to help us because it's it takes a lot out on us that are out there you know faithfully every Sunday yep um, especially when we have urge uh, injuries and surgeries going on and then it weighs on to the other people you know and we you know the Bible says man that the the laborers are few but the har- the harvest is plentiful but the laborers are few that's that's our dilemma you know um we're going to go out there if we have five people, three people, we'll still be out there, you know, because, yeah. uh, so the need is great. Are, are you, you don't want, you don't, you're, you're, you don't want bodies just to have bodies. You want people 
you want the prayers of God's people to bring in the people that are going to work. Yes. You know, if, if, if there would be a prayer request, um, it would be Lord, bring the people that you call to this type of ministry, yeah. you know, yeah, uh, that, that you've called for the loss that you've called for the hurting and for this type of atmosphere, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. not everybody's called to it, yeah. you know, and uns- we understand yeah. that, you know, and when you're in a place where, where you're not called to man, it's yeah. not gonna, you know, sure. it's not gonna, do you, do you, do you want people, do you care if people know where you guys meet? Is there oh, a way yeah. to find you on Facebook? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, we have a church, uh, Facebook page. Uh, it's uh, called just simply church on the street wichita kansas yeah uh we have two sites um we have one at uh bite me barbecue uh behind uh, bite me barbecue in the back alley it's off of uh douglas and saint francis mm-hmm. um if you ain't looking for it you, i mean if you're looking for it you ain't gonna find it <laughs> you gotta go behind bite yeah, me barbecue yeah, yeah, yeah. which is off of saint francis yeah uh that's where we have our bigger crowd uh it could be anywhere from 150 plus to you know whatever you know mm-hmm. uh the second location we have is at um, uh, Pine Street and Broadway, North Broadway, yeah. uh, right there on the corner uh, by Second Chance Second Bail Chance Bonds. Bonds, yeah. And so uh, that that area is more uh, to the, the low income, you know, uh, that, that are there. Yeah. You know, we try to cater to them and, and just give the word and love them. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's our locations. That's where we're at. Um, uh, if you're interested, anybody's interested in wanting to serve or they feel like they have a call of God on their lives to do this type of ministry, man, we're, yeah. we're, come on through, man. You know, sure. come visit us. Yeah. Uh, look for Brother Pocky or Rocky, uh, PC or Brother Marvin. Uh, mm-hmm. Get with us and we can, uh, yeah. you know, kind of just, you know, get you'll, to meet you. You'll know so. Pocky when you see him. If you listen to this yeah. whole thing, you'll know him when you see him. <laughs> so, yeah. So here's, here's my last question. I didn't plan on doing this, but I just felt led to ask, is there any way that people can give? to your ministry oh, financially yeah. um um you can reach us at uh, church on the uh, church on the street facebook page okay um and they you know if there's somebody wants to give a, a love yeah, offering sure. or help financially mm-hmm. uh man we welcome yeah that these as well. these guys you feed how many people every week uh honestly uh probably about anywhere from 200 plus with both locations yeah, yeah. food i mean meals yeah. or sackling whatever it is yeah. i mean every single weekend yes 52 yes. weekends out of the year these yes. guys are feeding yeah. 200 plus homeless people Rain, shine or snow preach the lizard the, will show pre- <laughs> preaching the word and man yep. doing it so pocky yeah. we love you man hey, we'll, we'll you certainly back, yeah so we'll, we'll have you back we're gonna have you back like okay. literally here in a couple weeks Let for the know. next step for the recording if you're down yeah episode. if you're in yeah. town she's down <laughs> well, hey, yeah, I, we we'll, we'll get it scheduled. Okay. We'll get it scheduled. All right, you just so let me know. Yeah, man, we love you guys. Thank you so much for listening to Salty Dogs Podcast. Follow us on it, Facebook, and Instagram, might, and Twitter. It, it might not seem like I love you or white people, but I do. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just I'm facetious. Yeah, yeah. Casey's awesome at Salty Dogs Cast. Twitter, Instagram. We're on Facebook. We're on Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Subscribe. Leave a review and also we haven't gotten one yet but we want an email somebody email us let us know what you think uh questions even comments word, concerns even the email just says hey email. i'm listening <laughs> like, <laughs> at, you can email us salty dogs podcast uh, at gmail.com we want to hear from you guys thank you so much we love you and we'll we'll talk to you again there it is